Greetings, family. Welcome to today's reading, Fernando Alcoholic. Let's go ahead and open this reading with a moment of silence followed by the serenity prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Amen. I find myself today on Thanksgiving Day. Happy Thanksgiving Day, by the way. To all you gobble gobbles out there, just thank God for this day. Thank God we have fellowship. And a lot of people still ask me, will you be open on Thanksgiving and Christmas? You bet y'all. Did we drink in Thanksgiving and Christmas? Yep, we did. The doors will be open. In this case, we're at the park. The park will be open. I will have coffee. The regular secretary will not show well. He's out of town enjoying his family with uh, four years of recovery and doing good. So I'd take their place gladly. I left the wife up Northern California to cook turkey for their aging parents, wonderful people. I was just there. I helped cut trees and cut trees and I'm all achy today. Best thing that happened to me. So I'm here back in town. I'm going to probably be doing three meetings today, helping out in the second meeting of Al-Anon. And in the evening, go to a shelter, a recovery center. I picked up a new sponsee. They just happen to have their weekly meeting on Thursday, 7 p.m. And I'll go visit them at the recovery center, which 20 or 30 people get together for a meeting. I think that's going to be pretty good. And now I'm going to read an article here I got out of Meetings on Wheels. This is from the March 2023 Grapevine. It's really interesting. The The article caught my eye because I just went up Northern California to visit the, the in-laws and take my wife up so that she can be with them for the holidays and help them out. As I went up there, I had to do uh, some work. Right away, I got busy in 12-step work, uh, even mechanical work and, and counseling. People were all of a sudden calling, asking for assistance. Um, and sure enough, I was happy as a lark. So I had one mechanic, elevator mechanic. I just happened to be 400 miles away from my house. And this guy is 14 minutes from my house. I went over to his house. He's got two months, and he's the sponsee of a friend of mine in the AA program. We got hopped in the car, and we drove to a house to, to dismantle some televisions that were on the wall very easily. We had a meeting an hour to get there. We had a meeting on the road, and boy, I, I was wondering how it was going to go. I believe we prayed before we left, and then he said, I'm going to call my engineer friend that the union's got him on a, on a schedule that he has to do a program because he's just losing too many jobs and he's too new. Mind you, this is a new one. The union is requiring him to do 12-step meetings. Isn't that a um, coincidence or whatever? Isn't that ingenious? Isn't that very thoughtful, very awareful of the union of not sending out uh, dangerous people. When you send out someone to work somewhere, 
and the person is stuck on alcoholism, diseases, and so forth, you'd be endangering people. Say, for instance, we used to be sent out in truck driving um, companies that never knew us from the union, and sure enough, we were drinking all day. And then we, they sent us out. At that time in the late 70s, I was a young man with two kids at home, two boys. I went to truck driving school, and I would go to the uh, local unions to see if I can get a, some work. And sure enough, whatever work the regular drivers didn't want or they were too drunk, they would send us young folks that were non-union. And it was Teamsters 208 Hall in Montebello. Eventually, I became, I prayed, I prayed hard. I couldn't live that life. I knew that drinking and driving motorcycles and having sword fights and competitions out there with about 80 men just waiting for work was not going to cut it. It seems like I work one, two days a week, and I take that check, and I drink it with the buddies there. And I saw the writing on the wall. This was not the life I wanted to live. I remember sitting there waiting in, inside the hall up against the the wall there and a man walked in and one guy said, a buddy of mine said, that's a preacher. He said, that's a preacher. The man had like a white suit and he kind of glowed and he walked slowly, something like what Jesus would. And he walked and there was about, maybe at that time, about 40, 50 of us and the, and the talk was loud the smoke and the cigarette was a stench in there. And everybody's waiting at the window to be called for work if they wanted to. And usually they said, what do you got? You know, and and the man would yell out, Ralphie or whatever his name out, and say, ah, I don't want it. The guys pass it on to somebody else. And then they would call us. They're playing cards and drinking. Ah. Anyway, needless to say, the man passed by. And... He came and he sat next to me of all the people and I can just feel his holiness and he spoke to me. He didn't preach to me. He just said, how are you? How you doing? Kindness and everything, you know, and I said, I'm here trying to make a living. I got kids at home. After that, I prayed for a job and I got a union job again, Teamsters, down in San Diego, delivering bread and supposedly 17 people applied for that job. I didn't know drug driver jobs were scared down in San Diego. Teamster, well-paying jobs. Right away, I signed up for uh, war bonds. They started taking money out of my check for war bonds. And it was a great job. But I was married to alcohol. And it didn't take more than less than a year. I was out of a job because... I had my first DUI. Now, why did I tell you that story? What was I telling you? Why did I tell you about that? Let's go back, retract. Thanksgiving. Oh, okay. Back at the ranch, back in Northern California now, up in the Concord, Walnut Creek, San Francisco, Oakland, Stockton area, Highway 99, Highway 5, Manteca, Tracy, Pittsburgh area. We're going and we're talking to an engineer that's having trouble with the union. And I'm talking to him. 
And he says, all of a sudden he tells me, hey, how are you? I don't know how to start this conversation. He says, and and I, t- I tell him, well, I'm in the program. And then he goes, yeah, I went to those meetings once before. And all they did was talk about their problems. And this made me more depressing. And I went out to drink. And, you know, it just doesn't, AA doesn't work for me. They just talk about their problems and so forth. And he went on and on. I don't have a problem. I believe willpower can take care of my problem. And then he went on and on and on. I don't believe in the topic of surrender. I cannot surrender to anything. I am am my more self-made man. And he goes on and on. Mind you, this is the guy that the union has on a restriction because he messed up so many jobs about 30 years old. A brilliant engineer in the area of hydraulics, electrical, and sensitive uh, buildings in elevator. Makes buku bucks, a couple of hundred thousand a year. Not making them now because of the drinking and drugging. And so I, I, I just, I let him go. And then I said, hey, you wouldn't be protecting your, your lifestyle if you didn't need help. You're calling me for help. Work hard. You, you indicated that you want an idea or somehow to get you out. Anyway, folks, I gave him my pitch of what I knew. I just listened to him. And then the Holy Spirit, God, helped me to talk to him. And I, as we're driving for an hour to get to him, the new convert, our new sponsee that's driving me to the work site, he has two months and he had five quality months a couple of years ago. So all of a sudden, all those things he heard and he saw on the wall, easy does it. You know, we live by our experiences and escapades of bringing out and learning from our failures. And he started coming out with the concept. I had talked to him before on the phone, and he fell off the wagon, and we're back and forth because of my friends contacting me with the person. So I had been working with the two-month sponsee before. And I was telling him about the concept of thanking God for your past experiences and getting a reward, getting a benefit for obedience, for thanking God for your failures. And he was on that bandwagon. He was helping me talk to the engineer, which was his close friend. We'll call him Ken. And the other guy, Sammy. Okay. And then uh, as I was talking to Ken, I said, Ken, consider going uh, tackling your, your situation by thanking God for the alcohol. And then there was quietness. And sure enough, he said, thanking God for alcohol, thanking God for my drug use, thanking God for my failures, thanking God for my life, just the way it is. Yeah, I told him, I want you to put a rubber band around your left wrist, and when you don't do it, I want you to snap it on the tender part of your wrist to make it sting. And uh, I heard I heard him say in a little while, say, hey, man, that stings. And he said, okay, I'll consider that. I go, keep an open mind. Now, mind you, I'm giving you to it in five minutes. This was an hour, and the three of us were talking at the same time. The frenzy of enthusiasm and ideas was flowing so heavily. So we came up, by the end of the conversation, we came up with a new meeting. It's called the Progress Meeting, okay? And and they're going to do a two-mile radius around their home and cover all the new meetings to them new 
and the two-month sponsee mechanic, he's going to be pushing the engineer, which is his close friends, that has a severe drinking problem. And they both committed, to, and they both committed on just starting their campaign and going from meeting to meeting to, to find this concept of surrender. I told them there are hundreds of people that have butted heads with the word surrender. I did. And for me, I was barking up the wrong tree. That's how I knew it wasn't surrender, folks. It's just I didn't have the right instructions to do life, to actually to converse and accentuate and consent. In other words, to talk to God. I didn't know how to talk to God. AA allowed me to talk to God and stream in some of his power and peace and joy and laughter and goodness and rhythm in this life. So I was able to hook up with the Most High through AA, and that's what I was showing these two youngsters through thanking God. They're about 30 years old, 30 to 40, both of them. So they got a new meeting on wheels started. They're going to put some some uh, butcher white paper on the wall and put every meeting around two-mile radius from their house and hit every meeting and, and rate them, ABC, ABC, or 1 through 10, on the area of cognitive uh, inf, 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 that have good something on the ball, that the meetings are on the cutting edge, iron sharpens iron. A meeting will revolutionize your whole life with the right persons and the, and the right thing in there. So God will bless your actions. As we move forward, we will find what we're looking for. As we get dressed, suit up and show up and go looking for answers, we will find the answers. Look at here. There's an answer to every tragedy and a good one that God is going to give us. Okay? Abortion, adultery, uh, murder. A lot of things that we don't understand why that happened or how cruel people can be or how cruel we can be. Things will be answered to an area that we can be okay with, be satisfied with it, and live our lives in the way it was designed. No resentments, no hatred, no evil intentions, no laziness, no gluttonous, no all that stuff, folks. So we can engage in life happily and help others through the program. Enough of that, enough of my experience. Now I'm going to read Greg S. from Hartford, Michigan. His experience that he took the time to write it in. It's called Meetings on Wheels, March Grapevine of 2023. The topic is service, folks. Recently, an AA member who attended meetings in our area was moving to a neighboring state. I was informed that he was to give his first ever lead in a meeting in his new town. In other words, he was going to share. I made several phone calls and soon we had enough members to fill my pickup truck for a sober trip to support this person that had moved to a neighboring state. 
We left in the early afternoon on the four-hour trip. We enjoyed four AA meetings that day. One in the truck on the way to the speaker meeting, another one at a dinner before the meeting, still another at the actual meeting, and finally we had another one on the long, long drive home. I was glad that I got to do this service, something my sponsor taught me more than three decades ago. He said I needed to be willing to be of service when I could, where I could, and this one included a wonderful road trip to see and support our friends. It felt good. Our talks on the journey there and back were varied. We were even able to discuss politics without starting World War III in my truck. It gave us firsthand evidence that once again, the fellowship works. Whether we were unable to contribute to society when we were drinking or we just plain didn't want to, people took care of us in too many ways to mention. Parents, family, spouses, all support of us. Some providing more support, some less, as did co-workers, bosses, nurses, friends, and even strangers on the street. And society, jails, institutions, counseling of parole officers. They all played their part, hospitals, in helping us when we couldn't help ourselves. Once over, we are now in a unique position to be able to repay that debt. Today, I can leave my selfishness behind. I can think of what I can do for others without expecting anything in return. One of my all-time favorite passages from the big book is the story The keys of the kingdom. The story says, I have a wealth of friends and with my AA friends and unusual quality of fellowship for to these people I'm truly related. First, through mutual pain and despair and later through objectives and newfound faith and hope. And as the years go by, working together, sharing our experiences with one another and also sharing a mutual trust Understanding and love without strings, without obligation, we acquire relationships that are unique and priceless. When I came into AA in 1984, I never dreamed I would enjoy sharing my experiences, hopes, and dreams with another person. I trusted no one. I hated all mankind. It's great to have the opportunity to pass on what I learned. Once again, the hand of A has taught me to remember service, unity, and recovery, the three things written along the sides of the triangle on the coin I carry in my pocket. Greg Estrom, Hartford, Michigan. Thank you very much. I heard of another uh, group that goes up and down uh, the coast of California hitting all the beach which they have a lot of beach, even in Santa Cruz, which is so cold. Meetings, I would certainly like to do that. You know, get on my vehicle and get a couple of newcomers, sponsees, and even friends, and just have the time of your life up and down the uh, coast. That's my, I've been to a couple of meetings there. I've been in the meetings in in Hawaii in the beach when the sun's coming up. It's just beautiful. I've been on the the beach in Waikiki on a surfboard 
when it was pitch dark. Not even, I couldn't even see the uh, the stars. It wasn't even, it was so dark. But we found the meeting place, which was a statue of some king right there in Waikiki Park. And we all went into the water, about 30 of us from different countries. And we had an AA meeting a quarter of a mile from the shore. It was beautiful, sitting on our surfboards. Sun came up, and we did the readings, the sharing, and the closing prayers. You know, some of us falling into the water, back trying to stay on the surfboard. It was a great experience. Now, the time for us is to uh, put, it's hit those meetings we always thought about and we always hear about. I always heard about a neighboring meetings like Bellflower, Glendale, La Habra, La Brea, meetings that are a little further away. And I, I have talked with a sponsee, and, and we're generating ideas to hit, start hitting those meetings. We have in the past, and just check them off. You know, one of the things about those meetings, and I'll let you go, I'll let myself go, is they haven't heard your jokes yet. They haven't heard your laughter. So it is great to uh, the enthusiasm and the joy of hitting uh, different meetings. It just keeps you fired up, excited, and newness of life. Amen. Let's go ahead and pray out. It's a wonderful session for me. I am excited to get make the coffee and be at the early morning meeting at the park. And then be there at the second meeting at the park today. I have a double winner situation. And then be at the rehab tonight, Thanksgiving Day, at uh, in the evening. And, and participate in that meeting. Why? Because my emotions are stable. My, I already had plenty of joys with, and memories with family. And we just, a lot of times we just sit around and watch... Uh, a tube. So I, I, for myself, choose to be of service that day. It's, it's good for me. Thank you so much, everyone. Let's pray out. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. In Jesus' name, amen. Stay.